And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD Life FM, James here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic evening. My special guest today is the ever-luminescent, <laughs> is that a thing? Luminescent? <laughs> Do I glow? Luminous? Is that what's happening? You are glow. Well, the thing is, I can see you today. You're, you're through the window. We've got the slats open on the window. Is that what they're called? Slats? The, the blinds? Yeah, Venetian the blinds. The Venetian blinds open and it's, <laughs> a little it's less magical. shining a, a, a somewhat heavenly light upon you. So, yes, you do look luminous. 30 seconds in, I already feel like you're overselling me on the show today, Oh, James, well, but. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll let the jury decide on that because there really is no overselling you, Michaela Howard-Jones, because you are one in a million. Um, I don't know if you've sort of like noticed, but I've gone full Hawaiian shirt today. You have a little, yeah. Because I figure, you know, it's important to dress for your environment. And our environment at the moment is this sort of very hot summer in Adelaide that can't seem to decide what it wants to be. Oh, totally. It's like every couple of days I'll be like, well, that's it. Summer's gone. Nothing but rain. And then as soon as you sort of decide that that's what it's going to be. That's right. Do you know what it's reminding me of? I was having this thought about this morning. It's a bit, the weather in Adelaide at the moment is a bit like that little kid that keeps going up to his parents and deciding every different day or every different week that they want to be something different when they grow up. They're so sure. (laughs) They're like, I want to be a fireman. Next thing, (laughs) I want to be like a police officer that's like, you know, got lots of attitude and brings criminals to justice. And then the next one is, I want to be a journalist. You know, (laughs) you know, and it's like, yes, darling. Yes, darling. It feels like I want to say to the weather in Adelaide. Yes, dear. Whatever you want to be, that's fine. Fine. Torrential 15 mils of rain and 21 degrees. Sure. We'll That's you. fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Just make sure you're in by the time the streetlights come on. Michaela Howard-Jones is our very special guest hello, hello. on the show this evening. And I just kind of want to jump into it because there's so much to talk about and I don't really want to waste any time on any kind of, um, um, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, skip the preamble with a preamble. Skip the preamble with yeah. a, exactly. You know, it's like when I have conversations with my dad about this, it's like going, it'll say like going, um, okay, just quickly. And then he'll say something that literally is like, but just quickly, yeah. it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, you know, it launches it into some back big in thing. Exactly right. You know, we're not getting any younger dad. Anyway, so I love my dad very much. He's wonderful. And I definitely pick up that trait from him. And as you can see, we still haven't gotten into no, it yet. Exactly. The preamble would have been shorter. Anyway, uh, Michaela Howe Jones, when you're working here with the Catholic Office for Youth and mm-hmm. RHD very specifically. When for you did everything kind of start uh, in terms of faith journey when you realised that it was actually a thing? Now, I know you don't actually come from a religious background, do you? No. Well, I mean, I did. I, I mean, I grew up in a religious family. Um, did you? I did, okay. yeah. Um, on my, my dad's side, um, the Catholic Irish, and uh, but almost a little bit religious in name and not faith, I guess. I see. Um, so didn't really share that experience with the people whose families went to church every Sunday. Um, but like grew up, did all my sacraments, went went to all um, like religious schools and a religious education and was definitely very immersed in that world. But in my personal life, it wasn't, that wasn't really a part of my personal life. Mm. Um, and I guess it, it, it was interesting. We were, interesting that you asked this because we were having sort of this conversation recently at a, um, like a, 
just a, a meeting for work talking about like how engagement for young people shifts as they as they get older and what we generally seem to find is that as people sort of young people get into that high school space is when they seem to start to question things yeah, and that's right. you know have all of these different um, opinions and start to go well hang on is is what I know actually what I feel in my heart mm. um, and what we seem to see is that that if any is a time where they might pull away a little mm. bit to go away and learn um, hopefully to come back but in my time around that same year I was um, for the first time involved in social justice groups at school which were always led through an avenue through the church and the church community and what I started to see actually for me was quite the opposite in that when we would go and do this ministry work that I was really, really passionate about, but didn't, I was sort of going for the youth ministry work and not really thinking twice about the faith and the prayer and the connection. And it was around that time that I started to, to think, well, hang on, I think that there's something deeper behind this. Mm. Like, why is it that every time I wake up with something really exciting to do that day, like, you know, going and volunteering or working on a project for my school to raise money for something I'm passionate about? Why is that like burning a flame inside of me that's getting me so like alive to be excited to do this? And um, that was actually probably around the time that if you reach your minds all the way back to one of the very first podcasts that you and I did together, James, was when I was still in school. And um, you'd asked me the question about something similar to the question that you've actually just asked me, I think. Um, And my response was, I see faith and religion as really unique experiences. Oh, yes. This was when we did that long walk down on uh, Founders Day, I think it was, at it Sacred was, Heart. It and was. we had that. Um, it literally could have been a postcard, like you and me strolling down the beach talking about you yeah. know, no, it was, faith and it was connection. Awesome. It was a great, great episode, that one. A yeah, great it was a great one. But um, yeah, that, that was for me, I suppose, the first hallmark of um, this thing that I've been connected to my whole life, which is religion, that I've never really resonated with so personally. Um, that's okay because what I feel now that I do resonate with is this faith journey and its connection with the like the hands and feet work that I am so passionate about and that has continued ever since this day. And now... Michaela Howard-Jones is taking a different chair today, sitting not in the interview chair or the announcer's chair. I'm sitting there today. And today she is the guest and we're really talking about her journey through faith and youth ministry and her work here at RHD and Catholic Office for Youth and uh, learning new things about you that I never knew. We had this same conversation the other day when we switched it too. And you were like, I never knew that. It's like some of these things, they just don't come up in conversation. So it's a lovely surprise when they do. Um, can we talk a little bit about the uh, the Raymar program that you did at Sacred Heart? Because I know that was a really big part of your life and your faith life it and was. was a big turning point for you. People who don't know what Raymar is, can you just explain kind of what, what it is and why it's very specific to uh, the school that you were at? Yeah, so Raymar was a program that um, I think, I mean, started like in the 80s or something. I mean, when I was there at Sacred Heart doing that um, in my high school years, it had been around for a really long time. Um, and basically what it was, it was a youth ministry program that existed inside schools um, uh, inside specifically Mara School. So Sacred Heart College is a Mara School. So we at the time were the only one in the state actually. So we were the only Raymar group um, 
uh, actually in South Australia. And what it was was just a group of young people who came together at the beginning of their like education and you stay together as a group for the multiple years that you're there and you get the opportunity to go out and work through different um, – it's got a huge social justice focus, which mm. was really the attraction for me at the time. It keeps coming back to that, doesn't it? It does. It mm. just keeps coming back to that. Um, but, uh, yes, it's got this huge social justice um, connection. And, and the other really cool part about what we got to do is we got to actually go once a year to meet with all of the other Raymar groups across Australia. So mm. only one in South Australia, but there were heaps of us. So actually getting to meet like-minded young people with the same passions as you doing the same work, but on the other side of the country was a really, really cool yeah, I'm experience. Sure. Yeah. Was there a real highlight for you of that time that you spent in Raymar? Was like a moment that, that perhaps sits with you as being a really formational one? I think that um, there, there were so many, there were so many different experiences um, that we, we got to work on together. I suppose I'm going to sort of cheat the question um, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and go rogue. I apologise. Um, but it's because the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of um, like an experience with Raymar is actually something that happened once I'd left high school and was no okay. longer in the group. Um, and I suppose I should preface this by saying that uh, – one of the people who are really involved in helping a Raymar group is the youth minister at the school, which for me at the time was Miss Maddie Ford, ah, yes. um, who uh, is now part of our team here. She's a guest on I, next week's show, actually. She is, yes. Oh, perfect. What a, what a great foreshadowing <laughs> yeah, that I've yeah, done. Yeah. Um, but she was uh, way back when my youth minister at Sacred Heart College and an old scholar herself. Um, and uh, she she got to be there through all of these like really formational experiences for us and um, was just actually speaking to her the other day, I actually said, I don't think if it hadn't been for her can-do energy, if anything we wanted to do, anything we wanted to achieve, hey, Maddie, can we do this? Yes, she'd be on it. Like yeah, right. She'd be working on it, always encouraging us to go and take action, um, which we got to do for so many years, which a lot of youth ministry groups don't have the time or the resources or the support to be able to take action as much as we did. Yeah. Um, so she was a huge inspiration for me. Um, but the thing that stands out actually was uh, I think last year I had reconnected with her due to her work on the plenary council and we had actually done a show with her um, and was sort of having this talk back and forth and then the next week she flicked me a link of an interview she'd done on a different podcast and she said oh I thought you just might want to, to hear this um, and so I opened it up and, and played it through and she'd been asked the question something about how do you know that the work that you're doing is really landing and resonating with people? And um, her response to that was, um, an example, seeing me grow and, and see the work that I do now. And I mean, she knew me back when I was in year nine. So I was like this little 14 year old with these crazy ideas who just had no way of knowing how to even navigate achieving them. And, you know, seeing me, I'm actually getting a little emotional. But, yeah, well, but of course you would. It's really <laughs> personal. Yeah, Go through the journey that I've, I've been through and come out the other side um, to be able to land where I am now in this youth ministry space um, to her just was the greatest sign of um, look at look at how amazing the work is that we do. And so that was sort of like this. I always knew how important she was to me, but I had I had no idea that I was someone who was even on her radar all these years later. Wow. 
Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now, this is Arch D. Arch D Radio 1079. Live. There's been some amazing conversations had already. Um, uh, if you're listening to us on the radio, please jump onto the podcast version. Just look for Arch D Radio wherever you get your podcast to hear some of Michaela's amazing stories so far. Her journey through uh, Catholic schools and Mara schools, um, uh, um, working with Raymond which is a big youth group as part of the Marist uh, youth ministry area and also her work here at um, ArchD and the Catholic Office for Youth. And she's still only 21 years old. I know, right? Far out. So (laughs) much has happened. But that being said, while we're on the topic of all those things that have happened, like for Mm -hmm. you so far, if you did have to name a highlight, just one, that immediately jumps out. I know you've already talked about this amazing story about you and Maddie. And has there been a moment that you would say this has really been a highlight of this whole journey through primary school, through Marymount, Sacred Heart, now here at ArchD, part of Koya? Anything that really stands out to you so far that you go, yeah, that's the one so far? Oh, so much time. Um, the first, the first thing that comes to mind was actually one really recently, oh, yeah. which um, I mean, I know last year in terms of all the things I've been able to learn and achieve has been the year that I've been so proud of thus far, which is the most recent year. So hopefully next year I'll be saying it was 2023 and so yeah, on and so hype, on. That's all, that's all we can hope for. Um, but uh, a part of what I actually got to do last year um, was for the first time actually be um, a huge part of ArchD's um, events that we that we get to to put on for for young people, um, and of course everyone you would know for a very long time we've been doing the ArchD Awards, which comes around sort of at the end of every year now. Um, but something brand new that we got to do last year that was really exciting for me to be involved in was Leaders Day, and I remember in the the lead up to Leaders Day um, was like this crazy scramble to like get everything over the line (laughs) as it always is a healthy scramble but a a crazy one um and uh well I should probably preface this by saying leaders day is this um amazing day that we get to put on where two students representing every school that work with ArchD get to come along and meet each other um and part of my uh like roles for like working on leaders day in the lead up to it was actually just like writing the itinerary. Like, what are we going to do all day? We knew that we had these very special guests that were coming in that we had to incorporate somehow. Um, and, uh, we were like, well, we've got all these students here. We have to sort of get them doing something. We have to get them taking action. Um, and I had really been thinking about the entire day in terms of how do we keep them excited? How do we keep them engaged? How do we, um, get them so that at the end of the day, they've created something and um, that they they'll won't be bored was really just my, my biggest worry of the day. And then the day itself actually rolls around. We had a fantastic turnout. Um, we had amazing guests, Jodie Oddie and Ira Glass. And, you know, just like both of us were just like completely fangirling over, <laughs> over both of those amazing people. Um, but what I didn't expect from the day that I had been so worried about the kids not being bored and, you know, they're going to have enough to do and is it all going to go swimmingly um, was actually the formation that you get to see happen literally right in front of you when you get all of these incredible young people from these different schools, these leaders from their own communities coming and meeting one another. I mean, literally we're talking like some of the best podcasters we had last year all in the same room in the same groups working together 
um, and not just the level of just like how blown away we were by how incredible the product was that they were actually making was the podcast, but seeing them actually connect with one another and um, talk and so passionately about the work that they'd done last year or the year coming up in ArchD was this real like just like come to God moment of wow this is this is the work that we do like mm. this is it this is what it is it's it's not the oh it's really exciting I get to sit in front of a microphone today or you know um, how cool we get to you know go and do this creative writing intro piece that you know we make a game out of um, that you know you, they get all revved up for it's that but it's so much more it's their connection with one another and their connection with their words and actually getting to see them connect and collaborate to create something so special and so passionately, um, which then at the end of the year you get to see the payoff for at the awards was like what a beautiful way to bookend 2022 for me in not just how exciting and how much I love the day-to-day work that we do, but actually seeing that progress and that growth and that journey happen with these students over the year is like, oh, no, this is what it's about. This is why we're here. I think there's so much talk about there's certain kind of like buzzwords that are used in education and Mm. in Catholic communities as well where they talk about the idea of, you know, student voice and the dignity of each human person and the uh, the importance of community and all of those sorts of things. The the words are used so often they become a little bit kind of not sterilised of meaning but they lose the impact. Would you actually see? it happen in front of you it is powerful and it is amazing because you see there's transformation there there's change and there's you know and and we see i mean we're so fortunate that we do this because we get to actually literally have i mean the students that and the students that graduated and we met up with some just recently from years ago Mm. um and you just see how passionately engaged they still are in the idea of the program and what they've managed to do and a lot of them were meeting each other for the first time and instantly got on like that was the thing too because they had that thing in common and it's just remarkable. It's yeah. just remarkable. We were going to break open the uh, the gospel reading for this week, Michaela Howe Jones. We've just been chatting too long, I know. and and I feel we've only really just touched on things. Fortunately, you're a professional uh, radio announcer <laughs> and podcaster, so you've managed to wrap up really complicated stories in fairly nice, compact little things. So we've kept it. You've kept Wrapping it pretty. You've kept really it under control. You've kept yeah. it pretty under control. So if you've only just joined us on the radio. What are you doing? Seriously, like we've had a whole hour show that started like at the top of the hour. Um, But if you only just joined us, this has been a fantastic show and an amazing journey, learning things about Mikhail that I didn't even know and we've worked together for years. Um, So jump onto the podcast version wherever you find your podcast um, at ArchD Radio. Michaela, thank you. It's been wonderful. You've got a very busy day, I know, today. I know, I know. But it's a good place to start. I was just saying before, I was a little nervous coming in to do this show because there's like, when we do ArchD shows, I'm like, oh, it's just an ArchD show, but we're doing this amazing youth ministry thing now. And I know that like, oh, I I have to do really well. But it's also also personal. Like, you know, you've got to bring out personal stories, which is like, we're we're used to bringing personal 
personal stories out of other people that's and really doing it that. So when you flip the the thing around, you go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I mean, that's the thing that's a bit nerve wracking. Like when I did the same thing with you, I go, oh no, our kind of thing is we know that we can do that with with one another. Yeah. It's like I know that I'm not going to get away with it if yeah. I just want to like. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, you know, I know we're trying to outro, but I was having a conversation with my friend the other day, and uh, I asked him something, and he just goes, "You know what I hate about you?" And I was mm. like, "Whoa, where's this come from?" And he goes, "Do you know you just have this unbelievable skill for being able to ask me questions so deeply that I just things I have never told anybody before in my life." And he goes, "And I always answer them." Yeah, he's, like, "I share more with you than I do with anybody else, and I hate it. How dare you? How are you so good at it?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, professionally trained. What can I yeah. say?" Yeah, <laughs> I get the opposite with my kids. It's like you're going. We're sitting in the car, and it's like we'll just be chatting about bits and pieces and stuff about school, and I'll get. Dad, stop interviewing me. <laughs> and and I'll be like, what do you mean? Said You said that if I could pick one highlight that happened to me over the course of the day, one that just jumped straight to mind, what would that be? It's like, people don't talk like no, that, Dad. Yeah. They're so, hey, they're so right, though. Exactly. So there you go. It's There's like the, the Jekyll and Hyde spectrum, version yeah. of, of, of that. But we are here every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to Life FM for more of your music. Michaela Howard-Jones. See you in a few days. Au revoir.